we welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. Resolving things in 2017. This is part two. This is self-indulgence. This year, we're going to resolve the issue of self-indulgence. Y'all know what self-indulgence is the opposite of? Self-denial. Self-denial, the prerequisite for being with Christ, being in Christ, is self-denial. That's required. You have to deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow him. So our issue is self-indulgence. That's the opposite of self-denial, putting ourselves last for someone else. Jesus illustrated this better than any other human by giving his life for us all. Amen? Putting himself came down from who leaves heaven? He left heaven to come to filthy earth, walk among us for 33 years, and then give his life as ransom. That is self-denial, the purest form. No greater love than a man would lay down his life. That's the purest form of self-denial. So we have to be about self-denial in order to be in Christ. We have to do what Christ did. That means that our way has to go. Look at somebody and say, your way has to go. This can't be a year that you struggle with being saved. Only folks struggle being saved is folks that can't make their will disappear. You're struggling with what you want to do. And the reason you want to do it, well, there is a reason you want to do it, and that's why we're going to talk about it today. And once you pinpoint the reason why you continue to self-indulge, you'll understand how to self-deny. Amen? The definition of self-indulgent is characterized by doing or tending to do exactly what one wants. That's bad. That's bad for a Christian. Do what thy wilt shall be the whole of the law. That's the law of Thelema. That's Alistair, Aliaster Crowley. I had a Satanist correct me and tell me you're saying his name wrong. I said, well, you're going to hell. <laughs> but do what thy wilt shall be the whole of the law. This is the law of Thelema. This is the law that governs the OTO, the Oreo Templi Orientis, which governs our entertainment industry, which gov- governs our musical artists and all of them. I mean, they got a rapper now. What's the boy's name? That has the album Do What Thou Wilt? Absol. Absol. I thought you said Absalom. I was going to say, well, same thing. <laughs> Absol. <laughs> Do What Thou Wilt shall be the whole of life. The name of his album is Do What Thou Wilt. He's got the pentagram on the album. He has demonics. I mean, and, and it's like he's blowing up. Nobody cares anymore. We warned y'all about this stuff way back when. And now that's, he's using it as a gimmick. They, somebody sent me a picture of them all standing in a pentagram, dancing around candles. Like, <laughs> but that's the law of Thelema. That's do what thou wilt. Do what thou wilt is the opposite of self-denial. That's self-indulgence. You can't do what you want and be in Christ. You have to do what Christ wants. Amen. That's how you know you're in Christ because you no longer do what you want. Had a brother the other week. Yeah, brother, I need to talk to you, you know, because I, I want premarital counseling. I said, oh, yeah. I said, okay, so how long you been engaged? Well, see, we've been living together for about a year. You've been living. Brother, I can't counsel you if you're living together. What am I going to tell you? Well, we just figured to, instead of having two places, 
We'll just, <laughs> don't everybody? When we talk about all the time, what's so special about you that you get to have your cake and eat it too? That's not fair. I have to put something on it. I have to take care of it. I got to do all that. You just got, you living the lifestyle of, you're just chilling in the cut. You don't have to make no commitment. I have to make one. That's not fair. You just get to sit up and chill. That's self-indulgence. That's someone that is self-indulgent. Doing what they want to do. Especially when this involves pleasure or what? Laziness. Yeah. I'm doing what I want to do. What's that? Nothing. Amen. We got so many men sitting up in women's houses getting taken care of. That makes me want to throw up. How do you get to do that? Uh-oh. How do you get to play PlayStation? All day. Self-denial is one of the hardest mandates that God has given us. To deny oneself is the first step in what? It's the hardest thing to do, but it's the first step. God always makes the hardest thing first so he can test you and see if you really want it. Amen? Then said Jesus unto his disciples, if any man will come after me, let him what? I mean, can they get any more plain, any more simple? If any man's going to come after me, he's got to what? Deny himself. And take up his cross and follow me. But first, before he takes up his cross and follows me, he has to do what? Easy. He has to deny himself. When men cannot deny their own feelings, aspirations, and ambitions, they cannot follow Christ. That's what the dude did in uh, the, the rich young ruler. He said, man, I've done everything. I've obeyed the commandments since I was young. I, I give to the poor. I've done everything. And Jesus said, okay, well, then just give up all your money. You don't need that if you're going to be with me. So just give up all your money and stuff and come on. <laughs> boop, 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 boom. What you say, Lord? So just give it. What do you need the money for? You're going to be with me. I can get money out of a fish's head. You don't need it. Just give it up and come on. Just come on. Come on, man, come on. You can imagine he just. <laughs> Jesus like, come on, man, come on. You said you wanted to follow me. <laughs> he couldn't do it because he couldn't give up his aspirations. Couldn't give up his ambitions. Titus 1 and 16, they profess that they know God, but in works they do what? Deny him. Being abominable and disobedient. And unto every good work, they're what? Reprobate. Yeah, but they say they know God. They say they know him. But their works deny him. Yeah, you can't know God and your music deny him. Did I just preach? You can't know God and all your friends Deny him. That's okay to have acquaintances and people you work with and all that kind of stuff. But boys and buddies and that's my dog. And they really are dogs. Something's wrong with you. Hey man, if something's wrong with all your friends, something is wrong with you. See, you don't understand. They, they, see, they came from, they didn't come up like we did. And they didn't, no, bro. No, 
No. Somebody in your life need to be as saved as you say you are. Men that cannot deny these things in order to follow Christ must discredit the Bible or reinterpret it to agree with their agenda. So when they can't deny themselves, they have to deny what the word says. Yeah. Find something. They have to find something right with wrong stuff. Don't you hate that when they try to make a wrong right? It's okay. Yeah, that's why they want to be under a corrupt leader. Because if they're under a corrupt leader, they know he ain't going to preach against corruption. Or he's going to preach against corruption and it ain't nothing but a shouting message so everybody can break out dancing and playing music. I, that's what I hate. I hate when they just get up and you, 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 you should have been dead. You should be dead right now. What you did last night was so nasty and filthy and ugly and sinful and just, just tore up. You just ratchet. You a mess. But God. <laughs> was it that bad last night? Wait, wait. What happened last night? <laughs> I want to know so I don't go there. Where was you? <laughs> Y'all know they preach the messages. You should have blew your brains out. All the crazy, dumb stuff you do. You should have killed your... But God... Wait, can we, we need to talk about this. You should have blew your brain. What was you doing? Where did you get a gun? <laughs> I, I don't understand that. And people go there because they want to keep doing the fool, so they need the, the message that allows them to do the fool and be okay the next day. But then when they get AIDS, incurable diseases, in jail... When all these things happen, then they don't understand. Yeah, they need to take the, they need to call the preacher then. Collect. Pastor, I'm the collect call from Woodrow. Will you accept? <laughs> what happened, Woodrow? I, I did the fool. I just couldn't make it Sunday morning. Saturday night got too bad. Well, I got a word for you. You may have gone to jail and been a fool. But in jail, God go. <laughs> Men that cannot deny these things in order to follow Christ. They, gotta dis they have to discredit God or they have to find a message or a sermon. They have to find someone that's not going to preach against what they're doing or someone that's going to trivialize the message. 2 Timothy 3 and 8. Very powerful. Now, as Janice and Jambres withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds, reprobate concerning the faith. Resisting the truth? Just like those that resisted Moses in the Old Testament. Fathers should teach their wives and children how to deny themselves. How do you do that? By working and providing for the family. Do you know working and providing for your family teaches self-denial? When you wake up every morning to take care of your family, you are denying yourself. Because there's some men that will never marry because they don't want to do that. Or there's some men that don't take care of their children. You got to sue them for child support. But when a man gets up 
and takes care of his family and shows his family self-denial by working, denying himself. Because, I mean, if there's 300, well, I don't know how many work days. What is it, 280 or 90 work days? How many? 261? <laughs> she know too. 261, that's all you get. <laughs> I didn't say 262. 261. <laughs> 261 work days out of the year. Half of those men don't want to work. I mean, come on, men. Am I telling the truth? If you could have half of those off, wouldn't you take it? It's a lot of days. You would take it off if you could. But you can't. So you have to do what? Deny yourself. What I want to do is go. What, what Cleveland want to do is take all these packages and just throw them off a cliff. With the UPS jacket. Take the jacket and the packages. But he works. He denies himself. When his family sees that, they learn self-denial. Man, if he can get up every day and do this for us, we could cook him something. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Make his bed nice and cozy at night. Uh-oh, wives. Children, we could stop asking for stuff all the time. If he's denying himself like that, I can deny myself. I don't need all, I don't need a toy every day. Jonathan, where is he? But that teaches self-denial. Now, if a man is selfish, and always wanted his way, and he don't care about the family, he don't care, he ain't thinking about nobody but himself, then his family going to grow up crazy. Without self-denial. They're going to think. They're going to have entitlement. They're going to think everyone owes them something. Or they're not going to learn patience. And know how to wait for things. They're going to always try to take the fast track. To gain. That's going to get you in trouble. Amen. No, amen. No more lotto numbers than scriptures. <laughs> Using scriptures for lotto numbers. Trying to make it, but fathers should teach their wives and children how to deny themselves by working and providing for the family. The father's sharing and giving of himself illustrates how one denies his own desires for others. Yes, amen. This example helps us. You know, I had somebody, well, I think I told you about it. Somebody just told me, said, man, all your messages, you always on the father, you always talking about fathers and stuff. Do you preach about anything else? It's a Bible full of stuff to preach about. Not taking care of your family, are you? <laughs> the father sharing and giving of himself. This example helps us to deny ourselves and follow Christ. First Timothy 5 and 8. But if any provide not for his own, especially for those of his own house, of whose own house? Of whose own? Is it H-I-S or H-E-R? His own house. But if you provide not for your own, especially for those of his own house, he hath denied the faith and is worse than a sinner. A man that doesn't provide is worse than a sinner. Worse. How do you be worse than a sinner? What are you? It is hard to understand God's plan of being taught and led by a man if you lack proper upbringing. 
This causes many to be selfish and put their own desires before God's will. That's the problem we have now because so many people had a bad upbringing or they, they, they didn't have the right upbringing or they didn't see a man in that role. They're selfish and they want it to be about them. They don't care what their family looks like. They don't care what their family thinks. They don't care what their children think. Nothing. It's because their life is about them because they did not learn self-denial. Amen. Amen. The, the strong Jezebel woman that's all out of control, that's a man's fault. It's hard to understand God's plan of being taught and led by man if you lack proper upbringing. This causes many to be selfish, put their own desires before God's will. Proverbs 22 and 6. Train up a child in the way he should go when he is old. What? When we do not deny ourselves, we cannot receive God's kingdom. We will constantly put our will, put our will before God's and eventually lose hope in God's way ever working for us. Now, listen, if you keep putting your will before God, you're going to keep making mistakes. If you keep making mistakes, you'll lose confidence that God can even do it for you. Then you become reprobate. Then you fall away from the faith. Romans 1 and 28, and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do what they wilt. Those things which are not convenient. God just says, hey, go ahead and be you. You do you. Right to hell, do you. Because that's where you're going. He lets you do it, then you get comfortable doing it. Then you're okay with people knowing that's just how you are. When we have had a less than ideal upbringing. We will usually want our way and fight against those that fight against our will and desires. So when you've had a lackluster upbringing, you feel like life owes you something. Yeah, you do. Yeah. When your parents divorced and hurt you and traumatized you, you grew up feeling that your, whichever one wasn't there owed you something as much as the one that was there taking care of you. So you grew up thinking life owed you something and you became selfish. <clears throat> now that you're older, it's all about you. Your life is about you. Because you think you deserve somebody to make up for you like Michael Jackson. Where is my childhood? And you fought it. Still looking for it. Still wanting somebody to do for you because of what you feel you missed. It's entitlement. And that's what's making our world selfish because we have more and more people growing up with lackluster upbringings. And so they feel entitled to something. Yeah. And so all they have to do now is just put reality shows in front of you. Internet. Give you Facebook. You on that. On Instagram, taking pictures of cars you can never have. Talking about what you're going to get, what I'm going to have, because you feel like life owes you that. Proverbs 15 and 10, correction is grievous unto him that forsaketh the way. And he that hateth reproof shall what? Die. Correction is grievous. You know what that means? That means you're sitting in here and I'm preaching and uh, it's bothering you. I ain't coming back. I'm not coming back. It's grievous because I'm being corrected. But if you grew up with a strong father, you understand correction. Amen. In the form of beatings. <laughs> correction is nothing for you. 
You get beat. Tell somebody the other day, you know, we in here, you know, we don't, we don't let men wear earrings in here. You just don't. Look around. We, we don't wear them. So if you don't have the eyesight to look around and see that we don't have them, and you bring them in here and wear them, we'll give you a Sunday. But the next Sunday, Brother Mike is going to say, hey, bro, you know, can you take your earrings out? Now, if you understand correction, it's no problem. All right, yeah, yeah, man, this ain't no, you know, this ain't, this ain't nothing. There ain't nothing. But if you, oh, no, no, I man, I have to wear them. Well, then wear them outside. That's real easy. Amen. That's just what we don't do in here. We don't allow men with pink hair to be in here. Amen. We just some things we just don't allow because we don't want these young boys seeing that we promote that. Amen. Amen. It's always been that way. Always. I, when I did youth ministry, it was like that. And I had older parents telling me, well, you, the kids aren't going to come if you discriminate. No, we had a bucket sitting outside the youth room. Ain't no boys wearing no earrings in my youth group. Amen. And it grew from 10 kids to 200 in a year's time. And the boys would come and take them out. And most of them would never claim them. They wasn't real. They teenagers. <laughs> Them old house doorknobs, that's where you got that. But, amen, so that's, that's just what we do. So if you're used to correction, then correction doesn't bother you. But if you're not used to correction, you get in your feelings. He talking about me. How dare you think you're that important? How dare you think I'm up here talking about you? But even if I am, it's called correction don't you come to church for that don't you want the word to look if the word corrects you that means you're on the right path who doesn't want to be corrected by the word you want to stay wrong this attitude makes it hard for us to hear and receive correction the first step in self-denial is the ability to actually i mean the ability to admit wrong and receive correction. That's the first step in self-denial. You have to admit that you're wrong. You know what, man? I, yeah, I've been straight tripping. You know, you're right, Pastor. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get this together. So, hey, we just, we all in here getting corrected. Proverbs 6 and 23. For the commandment is a lamp, and the law is what? And reproofs of instruction Or what? Where are you going to go without correction? Where are you? So if I'm going to be corrected, let the word do it. If I'm going to be corrected, let God's word do it. Because you can't escape it. It is the way of life. Resolving the issue of nonconformity and self-denial starts with us making strong efforts to adhere to what we are being taught and make changes accordingly. James 2 and 14. What doth it profit, my brethren, though a man say he hath faith and have not works? Can faith save him? Ooh. 
What profit him if he has faith with no proof of it? You claim Christ, but there is no Christ in your life. That's not going to profit you anything. Amen? We have to have faith, and the faith has to lead to good works. Summary! It's my New Year's resolution, 30-minute sermons. Let's see how long that lasts. Summary is two pages. Self-indulgence is a learned behavior. When children grow up watching men put themselves before them, oh gosh, they learn self-indulgence instead of self-denial. The dad that puts what he wants to do in front of the child will teach the child how to keep doing what they want to do. And as soon as they're old enough, you're going to tell them to do something, and they're going to say, nope, that's not what I want to do. If they don't see you denying yourself when they're young, then how are they going to learn it? When parents push the importance of being financially successful above good character and morality, children grow up putting their financial and emotional needs over their spiritual needs. This behavior makes denying oneself very what? Difficult. It's hard to get them at this point when it's all about the money and the success. Amen? Yeah. You know, I learned that deadbeat dads and dads that's whack, they love to push their daughters to financial success. You know why? Because they can't sit and tell their daughters how that a man's supposed to take care of them because they're not doing it. <gasps> Whoa! That deserves some shouting music right there. Yeah, they can't sit their daughters down and say a man's going to take care of you and they can't do it. So they push that, oh, girl, be a, you need to be a, the astrophysicist. Well, you going to give me some money? Well, there's financial aid and just, man, I'm preaching it in. I feel the anointing. Y'all be looking for the anointing somewhere else. The anointing is in the truth. This stuff is busting up years of dumbness. Our poor example is the reason why our generation puts their own personal feelings, wants, and desires above doing what is right and good. That's our poor example has caused people to do that, put what they want over what is right. Christianity is being attacked today by these types of people, people that would rather discredit it than abide by it, people that would rather call it a lie and challenge it than submit to it and live by it. In our society, people want what they want at any cost. At the expense of our children's well-being, we want divorce. So we, not our children, can be happy. At the expense of our children not understanding their purpose, we shun creation roles and are absent during their formative years. Dropping them off in daycare during their formative years, trusting your child with strangers while they are developing like cake batter, whatever you put, whatever is put in them is going to grow in them. It's going to be mixed in. And once it's baked, you can't get it out. You're going to trust that to a stranger? At the expense of our family, having no like-minded believers in their lives, we shun church so that we can live the way we want without any accountability or leadership. At the cost of our children turning away from God when they are older, we push career over character. 
In 2017, self-indulgence must be resolved once and for all. We must bring our self-indulgence to a resolution so that self-denial can supersede it. Only then will we be able to receive what God has for us and be able to live according to his desires and not our own. Galatians 2 and 20, Paul said, I am crucified with Christ. So it's no more me. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and denied himself for me. No, look at somebody say, no more I. Everyone stand to your feet. In 2017, no, look at somebody say, in 2017, it's no more I. It's time for us to end self-indulgence and deny ourselves. Give up our wants. Give up your dream. Oh, I hate when people say that. Your dream. Give it up for God. Give it up. If it's to be so, God will make it happen while you're denying yourself. And if it doesn't ever happen, guess what? Wasn't supposed to. Amen. Let God, let God's dream of you being a good man come to pass. God's dream of you being a good father and taking care of your children. God's dream of you being a good mother, a good wife, just a good person. Let God's dream come in. Let it be about your character and not your career. Because if you're better, you make God look better. And God will do things for you when you're better. He don't want to parade a bad example in front of everyone. But he wants you to be a good example. Of who he is. Amen. Everyone bow your heads. 2017. Is the year we give up self indulgence. And we accept. The fact that if we're going to be with Christ. We have to deny ourselves. One of the reasons why. With your heads bowed. God loves worship. Where's PJ? Come on PJ. One of the reasons why God loves worship so much. Is because in the moment of you worshiping him, you are fully denying you. You push your hands in the air. You open your mouth and you speak good things about him. You are forgetting about who you are. And you're denying yourself. That's worship. You disappear and make him appear. That's worship. With your heads bowed, I want everyone in here to lift your hands up. And right now, we're going to deny ourselves by worshiping him. Saying good things about him. Telling him how wonderful he is. Reflecting back on 2016. All the hills you climbed. All the mountains you climbed. All the things you overcame. All the doubt and fear that was erased. With your hands lifted up, speak to him in worship. In worship. This is self-denial. Deny yourself. 
how you feel, how this makes you feel. It's not even, it, it doesn't even matter because right now it's about him. God, you are great, greatly to be praised. You're bigger than our problems. You're bigger than our circumstance. You're bigger. You're greater. We love you, Lord, in this place. You are worthy of our praise. We love you, God. We worship you. We bless your name because you're worthy of it. Every time, time after time, you've come through. When I thought there was no way you came through. So I thank you. I thank you. Come on. Let's give him this. Self-denial. Denial. What I need from you, Lord, I put aside right now. And I'm giving you what you desire. Worship. You desire this and I give it to you for being great. I give it to you for being awesome. I give it to you for time after time making a way for me. Glory to your name, Lord. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. And Father God, we just thank you, Lord, in this place for being so mighty. We thank you. And God, we thank you, Lord, because even in our moments of self-indulgence, you don't leave us. You correct us. Thank you for correction. Whether it comes from your word, whether it comes from the Bible, whether it comes from the voice of our leader, our pastor, whether it comes from a parent, even comes from our husband or wife, help us to accept correction and deny ourselves in those moments. Because the more we're able to do that, the closer we can get to you by denying ourselves and accepting correction. That makes us better, Lord. So help us to not run from it. Help us to not hide from it. Help us to not get angry because of it. Help us to not look down on the person that does it. Help us to receive correction and handle it and take it and apply it so that we can deny ourselves take up our cross and follow you let 2017 even though it may be the year of the dragon for some let it be the year of self-denial for us in Jesus name we pray Amen Amen You've been listening to A True Church Perspective from G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of Adamant Believers Council in Grand Prairie, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas, 76124, or donate online at www.exministries.com. Dot com.